everyone. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast was recorded and is made available to you by Whitley Penn LLP and WP Wealth LLP solely for informational purposes. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and are not intended to be construed as the provision of financial or investment advice by Whitley Penn or WP Wealth. The information discussed in this podcast is accurate as of the day it was recorded, but may then become outdated over time. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the content presented. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the next installment of Start Now, Success Later. My name is Brandon Russ, and I'm an advisor at Whitley Penn in the WP Wealth Group. Today, I'm joined by my colleague and director of insurance services here at WP Wealth, WP Richardson. WP, how's it going today? It's great, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. It's great having you here. You bet. Can you quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do here at Whitley Penn? Yeah, like you said, I'm the director of insurance, and I focus on life insurance planning for personal and business reasons, and also with uh, planning with clients for their long-term disability and long-term care needs. Yeah, WP has been doing insurance longer than I've been alive, so he's definitely an expert on this topic. (laughs) Thank you very much. So for the most part, WP, life insurance can be separated into two different categories, term uh, and permanent life. Term life is pretty self-explanatory, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But WP, what is permanent life insurance and what are the different types? Yeah, permanent life insurance is going to be where the policy that somebody purchases is valid for the life of the insured. And that could be all the way to age 100 or more. It could be all the way out to uh, some companies have policies now that go out to 125. I don't know why, but they do. So it's going to be for the life of the insured. So that way the claim will be paid. uh, The death claim would be paid. Uh, The different types of policies and and all permanent life insurance policies build cash value. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the main type of policies that are available that are permanent policies. The first one would be whole life insurance. Uh, It's a fixed premium and and the performance of the policy is tied to the dividends that are paid out by the company, the insurance company that you actually have the insurance with on that policy. The next would be a universal life policy. It has a flexible premium and the performance of the policy is tied to accrediting interest rate. Other policies that are available as well is a variable universal life, life policy. And that's going to be tied to investments, sort of like a mutual fund, to where you pick and choose the different funds and and the policy's performance is tied to how they perform. And uh, last would be an index universal life policy, where the policy and the performance would be tied to different index investments. I'll give you an example would be like an S&P 500 index. that's really the policies that are available on permanent life insurance. Uh, so that, that kind of gives you a good, good view of the main policies that are out there. So in general, as you said, universal life tends to be a bit more flexible, especially regarding the premiums. 
but you did say that both build cash value in some shape or form. Um, how are you able to access the cash building up in these policies? Yeah, once you've had the policy long enough, you will have a, uh, on a universal life policy, you'll have a surrender value and you'll have an account value. Uh, the surrender value is what you actually could have uh, the, the available to access the cash to take it out. Uh, these would be taken out as distributions that would be treated as a loan. Um, insurance companies uh, will charge a loan interest as well on those, uh, on those loans that are taken out. And every anniversary on that policy anniversary, uh, you'll be required to pay a, a, the interest that is accumulated for that one year on that loan. If that interest payment is not paid, it just rolls into the loan itself and can continue to grow if, if you do not pay that interest payment each year. So you've got to be careful if you do take out uh, distributions that you do keep an eye on it and do try to make sure you're paying that loan interest each year. Awesome. So the other type of insurance we just talked about was term life. Usually this is pretty standard. You select a 10, 20, or 30-year term. And once the term is up, the policy expires. Is there anything else I'm missing on that? No, you're right. Uh, term policies, uh, they have different guaranteed durations. Uh, now you're able to get a 10, 15, 20, or even a 30-year term which means that whatever you select on that duration, the premium is guaranteed not to increase. So it'll be level for that time. So let's just say you did buy a 30 year term, uh, that premium is fixed for, that for the 30 years. And once that 30 years is up, that next year, it goes up, the premium goes up substantially. Whereas uh, most every person that has a policy for that long and that year after that, the 30 years is up, they would just let the policy lapse because of the premium jump. Um, so that, that would be the options. Years ago, they didn't have 30 year terms, uh, 30 year term, uh, but now they do. Uh, they'd had maybe 10, 15 and 20 years, but now it's kind of nice to have that ability to have a 30 year term for a younger person, let's say that can lock in that premium for that long. Yeah. I mean, Typically, isn't term much cheaper than permanent? Yeah, it, term is going to be much cheaper uh, because uh, you, most of the time it's going to be just paid during that time frame of the, the guaranteed premium. Uh, that's why the permanent insurance will pay off for the life of the insured, which can go all the way to up to 100. Uh, you don't have term policies that will go that far out. So at what stage in a person's life should they begin to consider any type of life insurance? I believe people should, uh, and especially younger people we're talking about, should buy uh, life insurance um, really when they have a, a need, when they, uh, let's say that their death would adversely affect another person financially. Uh, that could be your spouse. It could be a business partner. Uh, you don't want to leave your debt to someone else at your death. So insurance is a really good way to take care of that and make sure that that person, uh, you don't leave them hanging uh, and having to take care of your debt. So typically for younger people, then which would you recommend term or one of the permanent options like whole or universal life? I believe younger people, you know, at a younger age, when they do have a need, should look at a term policy. And that's going to be for somebody, let's say, if they're married, um, you'll have a need that would be for a 20, let's say, 30 years. Um, you would want to cover that need. You don't really want to buy a product 
that is being sold to you as a savings program or a supplement to your retirement income, which would be some, a lot of times it's a whole life policy. Uh, you want to make sure that you do cover uh, whatever that need may be. Let's say it's a million dollars. Uh, you want to make sure that's covered instead of buying a policy that's really for cash buildup uh, and it's a hundred thousand dollar policy, let's say, because that's what uh, they're a little they're more expensive. So you do you want to make sure that you're buying the right policy, and I believe that uh, term for a younger person, uh, especially when they have a family, is the right answer for that. Would it make sense to shop around to different companies? I mean, does the cost tend to differ depending on the different companies or is it, you know, you are, you know, this height and weight, you fall into these categories. This is what you're going to get no matter where you go. No, my opinion is you'd want to go through a broker. Uh, Like we have access to numerous different companies when we go out and check the market. You don't really, in my opinion, want to go, with somebody that represents one company. Uh, There's a lot of companies in the market that specialize in just term insurance, let's say. Whereas you could put in the information about the client and be able to access, let's say 30 companies of term insurance and be able to find out who's gonna have the most uh, cost, let's say cost, I would say least cost and the cost effective uh, policy that would be available for that person's age. Uh, so I do believe you want to go out and, and have a broker that has access to numerous companies as opposed to just one. And when you're shopping around, you know, what's like a, a good rule of thumb or, you know, how much do I need to get? Well, I think it's going to be, you'd want to do like a needs analysis. And as I talked about, you definitely want to cover your debt. Uh, which could include mortgages. Let's say you have a mortgage, uh, car payment, student loans, student loans, final expenses. Um, If you're married, you also need to purchase insurance. The life insurance would be for an income replacement. Uh, And and that'd be in addition to covering debts. Uh, If you're married and you have both spouses working, you're accustomed to a lifestyle. And if one uh, one of them were to pass away, you want to make sure that that income is replaced so that way this other the spouse that survives is able to maintain that same lifestyle. Um, if you have children, you also want to talk and, and look at, I would say, is uh, income uh, college funding, uh, having a way to pull money, uh, let's say income from a lump sum of an investment that could be used to, to take care of college funding for children. So insurance is a great way to take care of that if, if you had a premature death. And if you are out shopping around for a policy, regardless of the type of insurance you're looking to get, in order to get coverage, the first thing you need to do is go through underwriting. So WP, can you walk us through you know, what is underwriting? Yeah, underwriting is going to be how a life insurance company determines how you qualify for the insurance. Uh, it also would determine the rate class. Uh, you could be, let's say, uh, preferred Uh, non-tobacco, but there's also for people that smoke or may use uh, smokeless tobacco, they would be considered, you could be a preferred tobacco user. So uh, when you go through underwriting, uh, that's one of the things they determine is how you're going to be classified. Uh, The underwriting starts with the application. Uh, There are questions that will determine how you would qualify for the insurance. There are questions about, are are you a pilot? Uh, Do you have a pilot's license? Do you do extreme sports? 
what kind of travel do you do? What, what have you, where have you been in the last few years for travel? Where do you plan to go in the next few years? How's your driving history? A lot of people have speeding tickets or uh, wrecks and it's on your, in your history, your motor vehicle record, uh, that can cause uh, underwriting. That's something they look at. Uh, then it's blood work. Uh, that would be done by an exam company that would come out to the client. And so they do blood work, a urine sample, height and weight. They would check for blood pressure and also medical history questionnaire. Uh, in addition to that, they would also ask questions about your prescription drug history. And I would say you definitely want to be truthful because all life insurance companies have a way now to check, let's say, for the medical history through records from doctors and also have a way to see uh, what kind of uh, prescriptions you have taken um, over the past number of years. So you definitely want to try to be truthful when, when uh, going through the underwriting process. Yeah, it sounds like they ask you for a lot of information, a lot of personal information, that is. Correct. So... Um... Let's switch gears here real quick and let's talk about the other type of insurance that you deal with on a daily basis. And that's long-term disability. Uh, disability insurance is, you know, meant to cover you in the event that you are no longer able to work. Uh, essentially it's an income replacement. Being that I spend most of my day sitting at a desk, you know, is this really something that I need to look into? Yeah, because uh, definitely long-term disability will replace a large portion of your income. And what it does, if you can't do the main duties of your occupation due to, let's say, an injury or an illness, then it's going to step in and it will uh, start to pay you benefits. So definitely, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're sitting at a desk or what you're doing, if you become sick or injured, this is a way to continue your income uh, if you can't perform the main duties of your occupation. Uh, a lot of people don't think about long-term disability, especially when they're young and they think that, you know, they're invincible and nothing will happen to them. Uh, the premium is fixed on most disability policies. So the younger you are, the lower the cost is and it will remain level. Um, so that's a good time to look at it is when you're young and uh, in health and your health is good and you're able to level that premium going forward. So a key part of most dis all disability policies is the elimination period. Uh, can you explain to the listeners what the elimination period is and the effect it has on your policy? Yeah, uh, you have. It's almost like a deductible. Uh, you look at thirty. What most most policies would have a thirty, sixty. 90, 180 day, or even a year. That's going to be the number of days you would have to wait before your benefits would start to pay. Uh, I can tell you that 30 days and 60 days is going to be a more expensive, quite expensive. And um, one year is too long, probably. It's going to be less expensive, but that's way too long to wait for most people before they start to receive benefits. So we most of the time would say a 90 day wait is uh, probably perfect. Uh, in the right sweet spot for uh, the cost. And that's what we use 180 days sometimes for people if they feel that they can get by for six months before they need an income to continue. Because it is a long time to self-insure. Oh yeah. 180 days. Or even a full year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, how long do these policies typically last? You, you know, if, if I'm unable to work starting at age 45, Will this last me until age 67 for retirement? You have that option. 
uh, on the benefit period on these long-term disability policy, they go as short as a two-year benefit, which is not much. Most of the time, people, you wouldn't really want to have a check coming to you if you became sick or hurt for just two years and then that last check comes that would not be very good because then that would stop your income would stop and so we do suggest uh, using an age 65 or age 67 uh, that's going to be the option so as long as you're working and you became sick or hurt it's going to continue to pay you a benefit let's say to age 65 or age 67 most companies give you that choice there are 10-year benefit periods as well as you can imagine the shorter the benefit period the lower the cost uh, but uh, we definitely think that age 65 or age 67 is, a, is probably a necess necessary for especially when you have a family to continue to have that income come in if you were sick or hurt and not able to work. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Um, but WP, thank you again for coming on. Um, do you have any final thoughts to wrap these two topics up? Yeah, I would say you want to make sure, once again, I said it earlier, you want to make sure that you're buying life insurance to cover a need. Um, when you're younger, you, you may not think you have a need, but if you do have debt, as I said, you need to make sure you're covering that debt. If you're, if you're, if you're married, you want to make sure you have income replacement for your spouse. Um, you definitely want to check into purchasing or looking into a long-term disability policy to protect your income. As I said earlier as well, the younger you are, the lower the premium is, and it will it's a fixed cost. It will never go up, uh, and you will be able to increase that uh, benefit by going through underwriting each time that you do increase that policy. You would have to go through underwriting again to prove good health. Uh, you may have a group plan. I didn't say that earlier, but you may have a group plan through work. I would check to see if you have that kind of a benefit through your employer. Usually, if you do, it will cover about 60% of your income, and if you're paying the premium, it would be a tax-free benefit. If the employer is paying the premium for you, the benefit would be taxable when you receive it. Um, I would also check other benefits that you may have. A lot of people that are younger don't really check into the benefits they have through their employer, uh, because I think you'll find uh, that that's something that you can complement by looking at other policies in addition to what you have through work, let's say life insurance, disability, or long-term care. So that, that's definitely what I would say that needs to be thought about when you're younger, need to think about when you're younger, um, is the insurance. I know it's not something really people like to think about, but it's a necessity, and it's uh, something that is worth looking into. Yeah, you know, you're you're definitely right. I know uh, a lot of people who have gone back and looked through their benefits and been uh, surprised to find that their work does provide them uh, a small life insurance policy of some sorts. But um, if you have any questions about long-term disability or insurance in general, you can find WP on LinkedIn at WP Richardson or on the WP Wealth website. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in again. Please like, comment, subscribe to the Whitley Penn Talks podcast channel wherever you listen to your podcast and also visit us on our website at wpwealth.com. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks.